DW Deutsche Welle. Pulse. Oh, the girls in the dance galala. Boys do that for cross casala. For this dance, you don't do shagala. Oh, you're on the air, you're on the air. Lagala, lagala, lagala. To the yard, to the road, to the back. Wow, an absolutely amazing song there by one of Nigeria's finest musician, Davido. At only 25, Davido is among 10 richest African musicians, according to the latest report released by Forbes Africa. This particular song, Skeleu, is one of his massive hit singles with over 22 million views on YouTube, and it has also managed to make a debut on one of the biggest movie platform ever, the Disney. Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's edition of Pulse. My name is Jen Nyinge and it is always a pleasure to have you on board. Coming up in the next 20 minutes... We will take you to Chile, where it's battling with an escalating HIV cases despite a drop in new infections in other parts of the world. Young people don't really use condoms because they are embarrassed to go and buy them in a pharmacy. And often they don't realize that you can get them free in a health center. Also in the program, we'll get to hear what it takes to be a female blogger and an activist in the Democratic Republic of Congo. It's really very, very difficult. People are not really free to, to speak freely about some sensitive subjects. With all those problems people are facing in the DRC, if we keep quiet, you know, nothing will change. And for us as bloggers, as activists, I think we have just to talk. And we believe that what we are doing will maybe one day help. Well, for all that and much more, please stick around. As HIV cases continue to reduce in other parts of the world, in Chile, the infection rate has increased, especially among the young people. According to the government figures, there are about 65,000 people living with HIV in the country, with 41,000 already diagnosed with the virus. Our reporter Jen Chambers hit the streets of Chile to meet some people who are doing an incredible job of helping those already infected. It's a cold, wet morning, and I've come to a thatch-roofed, dirt-floored wooden hut known as Aruku, which is the traditional meeting place for the Mapuches, Chile's indigenous people. Around 80% of their population live here in Santiago, and HIV is a growing concern, which they're starting to talk about at meetings like this one. Volunteer 22-year-old Carola hands out leaflets about HIV. She's dressed in traditional Mapuche clothes with a headscarf and beautiful chunky silver jewellery. I think that young people don't look after themselves enough when they are having sex because they don't learn about it at home. They don't understand that they can get ill. And a lot of young Mapuches are taught by their parents that because they are the indigenous population, they have pure blood. And because of that, they won't get ill. I think that children should be taught from an early age that they need to look after themselves when they're having sex. 
When I was at school, the children would laugh and the teachers would get embarrassed, so we didn't really talk about it. Another young volunteer, Jonathan, thinks that access to condoms is also an issue. Young people don't really use condoms because they are embarrassed to go and buy them in a pharmacy. And often they don't realize that you can get them free in a health center. But it's also hard to go to a health center to get them. I remember when a group of friends went to get some free condoms and everyone knew where they were going and they started talking about them and how they were having sex. So they felt discriminated against for going to get some condoms. Wearing brightly coloured traditional dress and pouring out medicinal herbal tea from a big red teapot, Juana Chacapan is one of the community educators. Using condoms is still a taboo subject in our community. And also the idea of having just one partner is difficult because Mapuche men will often have up to four partners, but they still need to learn to use a condom. Another of the communities which is particularly hard hit is Chile's gay community. 89% of people diagnosed with HIV in Chile are male, and according to the Ministry of Health, the majority of them are men having sexual relations with men. The NGO Acción Gay has been running for the last 30 years, and its main office is in a beautiful old-fashioned house in the centre of Santiago. Marco Becerra Silva told me about some of the ways they help young people in the gay community. Often the people who come to see us have mental health issues and are very stressed, so we give them therapy. And we also talk to a lot of young people about substance abuse, particularly with alcohol and drugs like poppers. We think that drug taking is a big reason people aren't making the right decisions and becoming infected. Acción Gay has a little clinic where people can do a test to see if they have HIV or not. And there are therapy sessions for couples living with HIV. Downstairs, Marco takes me to see Jaime, who works with young people. Well, I've been living with HIV for the last 21 years and working here for the last 20. A big issue here at the moment is young people. What's happening with them? I look after a lot of young people. And you're right, it's a big problem because they don't want to use condoms. They make all the usual excuses. They are too tight, hard to put on, take away the feeling. And the other problem is, now the state covers the medicine for people with HIV, they are not so worried. And there's also a lot of demand for unprotected sex. So how do you convince them? What do you say to them? When we first see them, we build relationships with them and advise them about the importance of using condoms. Because even if their partner has HIV, if they use the condom properly, they won't become infected. But it's hard, especially with the internet and phone apps where sex is so readily available and sometimes they're so desperate to go and have sex, they don't have time to buy a condom or they don't have the money. The government has recently run a big campaign on the TV and radio to raise awareness about HIV. 
But with elections coming up soon, it's unclear whether they'll start different types of sex education classes in schools. One thing everyone agrees on is that prevention is key if they're going to tackle the crisis. Jane Chambers, DW, Santiago, Chile. Usa condón y tómate el examen. Más información en Fonocida, 800-378-800. Oh, baby. African Well, a lovely song there by Teddy A featuring Eddie Kenzo from Uganda. Believe me, it's always fireworks when West Africa meet East Africa. Moving on, we feature an absolutely amazing young woman from the Democratic Republic of Congo, who apart from being a blogger, she is an activist. Pasi Mubalama was among over 2,000 representatives from all over the world in the fields of journalism, digital media, politics, culture, business and civil society that attended this year's Global Media Forum here in Bonn, Germany. She mainly blogs on women issues and conflict in the DRC. Apart from being active on Twitter and Facebook, Percy also runs a blog, Wild Pulse, which is in both French and English. She starts by telling me when she started blogging. I started blogging three years ago. So many people was blogging about politics. And for me, it was really very important to talk about women problems. I come from the eastern part of Congo. You know, there is so many conflict in the region, a problem related to the security issues, rebel groups. And it was really very important for me to start talking about that subject. Now, as Alia mentioned, you come from eastern part of Congo, and uh, we do know for many years that particular region has been rocked by all sorts of problems from uh, human rights abuses, children being recruited to join the militia, women's security. As a blogger, how safe are you? I think I'm not still safe, you know, because every time you are, you are writing things relating to a sensitive subject in the DRC, it's really very, very difficult for you. People are not really free to speak freely about some subjects, some sensitive subjects. But that is not the reason which can uh, say that I don't have to write. The mean objective when we are writing is to see a change in our community, a change about uh, all those situations of human rights violations, the free of speech, the free of press. And, you know, it's really very, very difficult. But with all those problems people are facing in the DRC, if we keep quiet, you know, nothing will change. And for us as bloggers, as activists, I think we have just to talk and we believe that what we are doing, what we are writing, will maybe one day help and we will be able to see the change we want, we want to, to see one day. Talking of change, Pasi, how many people have been responding to your blog? Has it had any impact? Generally, it's difficult to see it automatically the impact of what we are doing. But I think 
yeah, we are contributing uh, and we believe that the change will happen one day. There are so many young people out there listening to you at this particular time and uh, they would like to be bloggers. What advice would you give them? One thing is that they don't have to be afraid. That is an opportunity as youth we have to use to express ourselves, to explain to people what is happening in our country. Because usually there is so many international media who reported so many things about what is happening in Congo, about the rape. But for me, it's true that so many women have been raped. But, you know, in Congo, there is not only those women who have been raped. There is those other women who are entrepreneurs and, you know, who are really very strong. And I think as bloggers, we also have to show the other face, not only to victimize Congolese women, and that is our responsibility. Pasi Mubalama, an absolutely amazing young blogger and an activist from the DRC. She says despite the risks that come with her work, she has to inform the world what's going on in her home country the DRC. Well, if you've just joined us, this is Pulse coming to you from Bonn, Germany. And yes, you can keep on talking to us on our Facebook page, DW Africa, or leave us a voice note on our WhatsApp. Now, the touring arm of the Sydney Film Festival has just concluded the screening of nine films that showcase the best of Australian and international movies in some selected 19 regions. This year, the films screened include the multi-award winning movie called Alice Wedding, which has been described as a Muslim romantic comedy, as well as a documentary of the late pop star Whitney Houston titled Why Can I Be Me? Pinado Waba was at the event and she filed this story. My dad has a saying, a lie begins in the soul and then travels the world. You follow in the steps of a great man. Alice Redding is a true story written on the life of the Australian actor Osama Sami, whose parents left Iraq during the time of Saddam Hussein. Sami, who starred as himself and co-wrote the movie, gave us some insight into it. Yeah, almost every event that you see in the film happened. Uh, running away from my uh, arranged wedding, uh, falling in love, uh, faking a university degree, forging my high school results, doing Saddam in school, getting deported from America. That all happened. I don't know how, but uh, they, they did happen. Um, I'm just trying to think what part of it didn't happen, and I can't think of any. Executive producer of the film Tony Ayres says the movie is very timely because it spoke to some of the issues that are in the forefront of news discourse around the world. When we sort of found the story about his wedding, it was... It struck us all that it was. this is a deeply political story because it doesn't talk about politics. It actually doesn't uh, reference racism. It doesn't actually talk about the kinds of issues that are facing Muslim, uh, Muslims all around the world at the moment um, in terms of Islamophobia. Uh, but it does in a more fundamental way because what it, do, it does what 
our medium can do, it humanises. It shows people that, uh, it shows an audience that they, these are regular people with, you know, with different cultural norms, different uh, habits and traps, but essentially uh, also things that we can connect with as other human beings. James Willie, who represented the organizers of the film festival, said that the idea behind the Traveling Film Festival was to share the fun with regional communities and to offer an exciting mix of entertainment. So what we try and do is make sure that the experience is curated in a way that people see all sorts of things. They see something that's very funny, they see something that's very sad, but you also see all sorts of different genres of cinema. The people who attended cut across all walks of life in age and profession. I spoke with some of them. Have you been coming for the Travelling Film Festival for a while? Four years ago I came, yeah. Okay. Did you enjoy the experience? Yeah, very much. That's why I come back again. Very, very entertaining films. I'm Jakayla. Is this your first time coming for Travelling Yes, first time. What made you attracted to it? Supporting the like Australian filmmakers and international filmmakers who are independent, um, really interested in these different concepts of films. The event producer said... Whitney Houston's documentary, When Can I Be Me, was also a huge success and they had to bring it on the tour. Some of the highlights of the documentary include her 1999 tour in Germany where her daughter Bobby Christina sang a song with her in Mannheim. The documentary chronicled her life and her struggle as well as how she eventually turned to her addiction. Some of her band members sang praises of her. Patty Howard was a bass singer. We did not have Beyonce's and any African-American female artist that can now be at the top of the pop chart. That absolutely was not going to happen before Whitney Houston. It had not happened before Whitney Houston. So she changed history for us and she paid a price for it. Perhaps one of the most poignant quotes from the documentary was from Whitney herself in an interview she did in the early 2000s when she was asked if she was defined by her success. Success doesn't change your fame, does. You got a whole world of people calling your name and you really don't know them. Is there, is there a misconception of the fact that when we become famous that we have these beautiful perfect lives and that nothing is ever on a low, it's, it's a bad conception. The Travelling Film Festival tour will be concluded next month at sea on the Princess Cruise Ship. Pinat Waba reporting for DW, Port Macquarie, Australia. Well, it's a wrap. That's where we end today's show. Don't forget... If you missed any bit of the show or you want to listen again, simply visit our website at DW Africa. Remember, we continue looking forward to your feedback. Please keep them coming to our email address, which is feedback.africa at dw.com, or get hold of us on our Facebook page. On behalf of the entire team here in Bonn, Germany, my name is Jen Nyinge. Thank you so, so much for your time. A little souvenir